Grant unto me, O God, utterance by the Holy Spirit, that I may speak from the corridors of heaven. For we want to hear from heaven and not from man. Abind any work of the darkness, I stop any activity of the evil one. I sprinkle the blood of Jesus unto which we have come. We speak at better things than the blood of Abel. Bless somebody today. Heal somebody today. Deliver somebody today. Let angels minister in this place. Let somebody's life be turned around. In the name of Jesus. We give you thanks. Everybody shout a big amen. Clap your hands together for Jesus. Shall we be seated? Well, I'm super excited to be here with you tonight. And um, your church is one of the churches that I feel very much connected to. And I always feel at home whenever I'm here. And um, many of you, some of you also have been a great blessing to me. You know, one day I went to a restaurant, I think I was going to eat somewhere. And when I got to the restaurant, they asked them how much the food was. They mentioned the amount. I did a few calculations. I was about to move and leave. Then the waiter came to touch, tap me and say, somebody says, order anything you want, he will pay. Hey. Look, I didn't look back to check who it was. I started ordering first. <laughs> I started ordering first before the person changes his mind. So I started ordering and ordered and sat down crying before I asked, who, who, who was it? And um, lo and behold, it was one of the church members here, and um, very powerful, very, very, very powerful. And um, so, I mean, your church has been a great blessing to me. Say amen. And anytime I come here, there's always something new to learn. And um, it's always exciting to be with my good friend, Pastor Prince, and his beautiful wife. The pastor's wives of today are not like the pastor's wives of yesterday. Always in Slit and Kaba. With Takosha on their head. As I see the woman of God today with some ribbon, white, something here. <laughs> I tell you, it's very powerful. Amen. And uh, your pastor is a good man. I always tell him that. Yeah. Clap well. I thought you would stand and even clap. We honor you, man of God. Please be seated. He's a good man, very anointed, sweet-spirited. And, uh, and I know he's very hard. As for church, if you are not hard, if your forehead is not hard, you can't move. Even today I heard something from, so I had to move pastors move somebody, change things. If you are not hard, you can look cool, but you must be hard. If you are not hard, the church will not work. And people will take the pastoral ministry even for granted. So there is a certain kind of hardness that you need. That's what Paul said to Timothy. He says, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And so when you see a church king, sound is on point, camera is on point, is on point. Ashes are on point. Women are on point. I mean, instrumentally, sounds of Asap, they are on point. Look. 
is because there is a certain hard man. Hard man. Who is saying, let's keep to the time. Let's do it this way. We must keep to the way we are doing it. And um, your pastor is anointed. And anointed for you. You know, when there's a program like this, never feel that the guest ministers who come to minister are more powerful than your pastor. Not at all. You know, sometimes when you're eating Bankrano Kroon Soup every day and somebody brings in even two Jimmy Rice, it tastes very nice. Have you ever been on a long fast and you're so hungry? So hungry that when you're even eating, you don't even care to check whether there's too much Maggie Cube or whatever. And so, as for we visiting ministers, we just come to spice up whatever is happening. And then one person doesn't have it all. You know, Paul said to the Corinthians that we know in part and we also prophesy in part. No matter how good you are, we see, you never have the full picture. You're only seeing a part of the picture. And so, sometimes, occasionally, people come in to come and just bring us the other side of the picture. So, never honor a guest minister more than your resident bishop. And understand that. And understand that. In fact, if not for the resident bishop, even that pastor wouldn't have come in the first place. Yeah, it's not everybody who will call you that you want to go. Hallelujah. And um, as you even keep growing older, you, you get to also understand that it's not everywhere you have to go. It's not every pulpit on which you have to stand. It's not every invitation that you must honor. Yeah, and uh, because nowadays people take many things for granted and take ministers also for granted. Somebody say amen. amen. But it's always exciting to be with your pastor, his beautiful wife. <laughs> your ribbon, I'm going to do something for my wife. <laughs> Last year, I saw her birthday surprise. It was too powerful. It was shaking. My, my phone was vibrating on Facebook. <laughs> Pastors, God bless you for coming to hear us. I came with Pastor Sally, Pastor Michael, Pastor Ellie. Where is he? He's, he's also around. And, uh, Push somebody, tell the person, it's good to have you here. And I'm always happy to always see some of your faces. Very, very familiar faces. You've been around for years. You used to be sitting here, but today you're at the back. Okay, no problem. Oh, you're belly full. No problem. <laughs> Say amen. All right. Um, your pastor gave me a very nice topic to talk about. Uh, I don't know whether you also like it, but it's a good word. <laughs> Let's go. I want to pick one man who fits into the topic he wanted me to talk about. And um, that man's name is Daniel. That man's name is Daniel. Let's go to the book of Daniel chapter 1. We'll read a few scriptures and I'll give you the topic and um, speak briefly. And uh, we should be closing. Daniel chapter 1. Reading from the verse number 1. It says, In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon to Jerusalem and besieged him. In those days, one of the ways in which people fought was you could be in your house and somebody would come and construct a wall around your wall that you should never come out until you finish eating all your food, drinking all your water. Then you'll be forced to come and beg. <laughs> so, these people were in their own country. Nebuchadnezzar left Babylon and came to build walls around Jerusalem. And the Lord delivered Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hands. When you walk with God for some time, you come to see that no position is permanent. 
When you walk with God for some time, you come to see also that never think that you are irreplaceable. God can always replace you. And whenever you remember that God can always replace you, it's supposed to bring humility inside you. So here was God himself, his own king that had been chosen. He delivered him into the hands of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. With part of the vessels of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar, to the house of his God. And he brought the vessels into the treasure house of his God. So God did not just deliver Jehoiakim into the hands of um, Nebuchadnezzar, but he added the golden vessels, the silver vessels. I mean, treasures that God loved so much. He delivered them into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, even for safekeeping. God can use even people who are his enemies for his own purposes. Never think that your security is in the possessions that God has given to you. He can take them and give them to another person. So here was God himself delivering his own king into the hands of the enemy. Then he added part of the vessels of the house of God. He gave it to the king. And the king went to put them into the treasure house of his God. God knew that with Nebuchadnezzar they were even safer than with the king of Judah. So he brought all these things to Jerusalem, to Babylon. And the king spake unto Asphenas, the master of his eunuchs, that he should bring certain of the children of Israel, of the king's seed, and of the princes. Of the princes means sons of nobles. May you be a son of a noble. And from you, may your children be called the children of a noble. Because sometimes it can come from a family. Nobody knows the family. When you even mention your hometown, your hometown is not on Google map. Some of you even as you are sitting here, you're on Google map. But God can raise any man from anywhere. I see God raising your family. I see God raising your house. I see God raising you in your marriage to be a house of nobles. If you believe, shout a big amen. Children in whom was no blemish. It says, these guys who you are bringing, they must be young people. So if you are here, you are young, you are blessed. But being old or young is in your mind. In Accra, there is no old lady in Accra. Those who are older are trying to look younger. It's amazing those who are young trying to look older so that they can be married quickly. Then it says, they should have no blemish. Of you sisters, your body is full of scars. Check your neighbor's tie and see if there is... If you can't check the tie, then just check the leg. <laughs> Let some people go down to hell this evening. It says, children who you think, they should be physically correct. No scars on their body. No pimples on their cheeks. No pimples on their forehead. Children in whom was no blemish, but well-favored, handsome guys. Skillful in all wisdom, well-educated, standing in knowledge, understanding signs, and such as, such as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace. It's not everybody who can stand in the king's palace. 
If you carry some people right now, you put them at Flagstaff House, as soon as they get there, they see the president, they'll start mentioning their needs. They'll start mentioning their needs. That's how come now we have a lot of prophets who prophesy by stomach direction. When they come to your church, they look at those who look rich and they prophesy to them. As for those who don't look good, hey, forget it. They will take your prophecy away. It's amazing how when we see white people, we are shivering. We want to please them. We want to smile. We want to laugh. Even those whose faces are always frowned, they always put up a smiling face. Because anytime we see somebody great, we think that we have to receive something from them. But you see, when you are surrounded by great people, you must never look nervous before them. You must never look like a beggar before them. Anytime you look like a beggar before somebody, you can put the person off. The person feels pressured whenever you are around. So he says, these children who you are bringing in for training, they should be children who know how to stand in the king's palace. It's not even everybody in the church who should be closer to the pastor. It's not everybody in the church who should even go to the pastor's room. Because some people, as soon as they go to the pastor's room and they come out, everything that is there will be in the public domain. Very dangerous. So it's not everybody that must, I mean, even be close to the pastor. Some people need to be far away because the farther they are away from the pastor, the more respect they have for him. The closer they are, the more they begin to become accusers, critics, rumor mongers, gossips, whatever they have not seen, they say they have seen. You know, when I got married fresh, fresh, I, 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 there was this uh, person who was around, always hustling for food. So I said, the person should, should be coming. So, I mean, sometimes my mother would cook soup, prepare soup, and bring to the house full pot of soup. And it was just the two of us. My wife doesn't eat much, so I would consume. And I also don't like eating one soup for more than two days. That is me. I don't know about you. <laughs> so sometimes after taking two, or maybe just some two ladles, of the soup, then the rest of the soup is there. So I started calling this woman. I said, okay, you don't have any job. Just come and sweep the house and do whatever you can do. And sometimes when she's going, I give her the whole pot of soup, whole bag of rice, whatever I should take away. One day I was there, then somebody called me and said, pastor. I said, yes. He said, what is happening? I said, what is happening where? He said, what is happening in your house? I said, what do you mean by what is happening in my house? Then she said, I hear somebody, there's a woman saying that if she doesn't cook, you and your wife don't eat in the house. Hey. So I said, who is this person? Who is this person? So they mentioned her name. And I called her. I called her and the family members. And I, and I told them that this is what I've just heard. And you see, the way I had information. You know, one time she even came to the house came to poo-poo in the guest, in the guest washroom. Didn't flash it. Didn't know how to flash it. And left the poo-poo inside. A very good friend of mine, Pastor Fakwa, had come to visit me. He said, I wanted to go. I said, well, let's go. When we got there, but now here was the very person, oh, the very person. You have drunk pots of palm nut soup, uh, ground nut soup, you don't even know where it came from. You have received bags of rice, chicken you haven't paid for. For free. Some people don't know how to stand before somebody. 
where I'm talking about the king, I'm not talking about even somebody great, but somebody who is just a leader somewhere. They just don't know how to be close. And some of you should keep your distance from your pastor. Push your neighbor to your neighbor. If you have to keep your distance, keep your distance. If you are not close enough to hug the pastor, will you know that his armpit has been smelling? But he says, these children, they must have ability in them to stand in the king's palace whom they might teach the learning and the tongue of the Chaldeans. And the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat and of the wine which he drank. So nourishing them three years that at the end thereof they might stand before the king. So the king said, these guys are very special. Whatever I eat, let them eat some. Whatever I drink, let them also drink some. Among these were of the children of Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, unto whom the prince of the eunuch gave names, for he gave unto Daniel the name of Belteshazzar, and to Hananiah of uh, Shadrach, and to Mishael of Meshach, and to Azariah of Abednego. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor of the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Push your neighbor to your neighbor, don't defile yourself. Sometimes the music we produce in church is defiled. Sometimes the prayer leaders, the topic they are raising, they are defiled. Sometimes the water we are serving in the church is defiled. Push your neighbor, tell your neighbor, don't defile yourself. Now the Lord had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the eunuchs. This year, may God give you favor everywhere you go. I said this year, may the Lord give you favor everywhere you go. In the house, may the Lord favor you. In your office, may the Lord favor you. In your school, may the Lord favor you. May the president of Ghana favor you. Receive the favor of God in the name of Jesus. And the prince of the eunuch said unto Daniel, I fear my Lord the king who hath appointed your meat and your drink. For why should he see your faces worse liking than the children which are of your sort? Then shall ye make me endanger my head unto the king. In the kingdom of Babylon, disobedience was punishable by cutting off of heads. You couldn't be in the kingdom and be disobedient. Ashes who don't like obeying instructions. Quaristers who don't like obeying instructions. Bishop Oedipo says, if you are leading worship in the church and they have given you 10 minutes, if it's 10 minutes, you must calm down no matter how high you have gone. You must calm down. No matter how high you have gone into the tent. No, no, no. Because some people by the time you realize they said they are in the class. They said, no matter how high you are, you must come down. You must. He said, if you don't come down, they'll come and take the microphone from you. So you ought to come down. So the prince of the eunuch said, if you don't do what the king has said, they will cut off my head. Then Daniel said unto Melzah, whom the prince of the eunuch had appointed, had set over 
um, him, Daniel, Ananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. He said, prove thy servants, I beseech thee, ten days, and let them give us pulse to eat and water to drink. He said, take the portion of the king's meat away. Take the drink, the wine also away. If some of us here should get an opportunity to be eating from the flagstaff house morning, afternoon, evening, even dawn, first we'll be calling for food. Dawn, we'll be calling for food. <laughs> dawn, we'll be calling for food. And we'll order for our friends. That is why you will see that even within you, you two are corrupt, but I didn't know. <laughs> Then let our countenances be looked upon and the countenance of the children which do eat of the portion of the king's meat. And as thou seest, deal with thy servants. So he consented to them in this matter and proved them ten days. And at the end of the ten days, their countenances appeared fairer and fatter in flesh than the children which did eat of the portion of the king's meat. What a shock. They were looking better. Sometimes when you think you are losing, you are actually gaining. Sometimes when you think that something has been denied you, God is actually pushing you into a greater blessing. I came to tell somebody today that greater days are ahead coming for you. I said better days are ahead coming for you. If you believe, shout a big amen. Thus Melzah took away the portion of their meat and the wine that they should drink. As for these four children, God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Can you imagine a man who understands every vision? Can you imagine a man who understands every dream? Dreams are very important. And visions are very important. And God reserves them for some particular group of people. Is somebody in the church is even at all? I pray that dreams will multiply in the house of God. I pray that visions will multiply in the house of God. But when God doesn't find anybody to be giving these visions and dreams to, then you see people having all sorts of dreams. A crab with toothpick who is talking to you. <laughs> A goat wearing a nurse's uniform with a syringe in his hand running after you to give you an injection. When you are even narrating the dream to the pastor, the pastor himself is even afraid to pray for you. Those are the kind of people when they tell you their dreams, you don't feel like putting your hand on their head because something is on their head. You put your hand on their shoulder and pray for them. <laughs> Now at the end of the days that the king had said that he should, bring him, he should bring them in, then the prince of the eunuchs brought them in before the book of Nazar. And the king communed with them. So they brought all of them. And the king communed with them. And among them all was none found like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore stood they before the king. This year you'll be standing before kings. I said, This year you'll be standing before kings. You'll be standing before the affluent and the influential. If you believe, shout a big amen. Push your neighbor, tell your neighbor you'll be standing before kings. A 
matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them. He said he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers that were in all Israel. The whole world at the time. Daniel was ten times better. This year may your soup be ten times better than your that of your mother's. Ghanaian women, the food they cook is normal. If it's not green, it's red. If it's not red, then it's somehow brownish. That means it's groundnut soup. Occasionally you have yellow mixed with red, something there. So, and it's banku. If you don't like banku, they'll do a wakole for you. Just variations. So if you marry them at the age of 20 and you die at 100 with them, for 80 years, you may turn into Okro Soup one day. <laughs> hey! But I pray that this year, we'll come to Mama Theodora's house. And when we are coming to eat, the food is violet. And we are wondering, what is this? And she'll mention some name. We say we'll eat it. We'll eat it. This year, all the wives in the church, your food will be ten times better than before. And the stingy husbands too, you are leaving that association. I say you are leaving that association. If you believe, shout a big amen. Then the Bible says that Daniel continued even until the first year of the reign of King Cyrus. Now, Daniel did not continue to that time, and when he got to King Cyrus's time, they sacked him. Not at all. But rather, during King Cyrus's, that the first year of the reign of King Cyrus, God gave the command to King Cyrus to send all the captives back to Jerusalem. And that span was between, was, it took about 61 years. So Daniel was relevant in the days of Nebuchadnezzar, in the days of Belshazzar, in the days of Darius. I mean, to the first year of King Cyrus. That was about 61 years. Now tell me any minister in Ghana who NDC employed as the minister of finance. When MPP came, they also employed him. When PNC came, they also employed him. If PPP will come, they also employ him. There was nobody like that. As soon as you hear the results on the radio, you start packing your things from the office. As soon as you hear, in fact, by the time you, you, you do a few calculations, they are like, no. So in fact, during election time, they pack all their files, they prepare everything, the suitcase is ready. As soon as they say, Charlie, I didn't They, they proceed on leave before the new president will come and say proceed on leave. They go themselves already. When they say proceed on leave, they say oh, we have left. Da, da, da. We have left. <laughs> but Daniel was relevant. People in our year of excellence, we must have people who be relevant in all dispensations. I pray that every year you will continue to be relevant to your husband, relevant to the ministry, relevant to the church, relevant in your school, relevant in your office, wherever you are. If you believe, shout a big amen. 
But the key thing I want you to see there about Daniel was that Daniel was in the company of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. But by the end, Daniel had separated himself. And God started using Daniel. In the days of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. He said, I've forgotten the dream. I need the man who can tell me the dream I had. And after telling me the dream I had, the person must also explain it. His own magicians and astrologers told him that there is nobody who can tell such a thing except the God whose dwelling is not with flesh. But the Bible says in Daniel chapter 2 verse 19, then was the thing revealed to Daniel. It was revealed to him in a night vision. And he blessed the name of the Lord his God. Daniel became a super influential man who was used by God to correct the kings of his days. How can an ordinary slave get to that level where God could so use him that he will be so relevant even in a foreign land? It takes some grace. Tonight I came to challenge you. But even before I begin to give you the topic, you see, Daniel was so important, so relevant. In Daniel chapter 5, the Bible says that Belshazzar the king, he made a great feast to a thousand of his lords and drank wine before the thousand. Belshazzar, while he tasted the wine, he commanded to bring the silver and the golden and silver vessels, which his father Nebuchadnezzar had taken out of the temple, which was in Jerusalem. That the king and his lords or his princes and his wives and his concubines might drink therein. Then they brought the, 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 the golden vessels which had been taken out of the uh, temple of the house of God which was at Jerusalem. And the king and his princes and his wives and his concubines, they drank in them. They drank wine and praised the gods of gold and silver, of brass, of iron, of wood and of stone. In the same hour came forth the fingers of a man's hand and wrote over against the candlestick upon the plaster of the wall of the king's palace. And the king saw the part of the hand which wrote. Then the king's, the Bible said the king was greatly troubled. His countenance was changed and he was greatly troubled so that the joints of his loins were loosed and his knees smote one against another. If you should see something like this, you'll be afraid. The king cried to bring in the astrologers, the Chaldeans, the soothsayers. And the king spake and said unto the wise men of Babylon, Whosoever shall read this writing and show unto me the interpretation thereof, shall be clothed with scarlet and shall have a chain of gold about his neck and shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. Then came in all the king's wise men, but they could not read the writing, nor make known unto the king the interpretation thereof. Then was King Belshazzar. He was greatly troubled, and his countenance was changed in him. His lords and princes who had surrounded him were astonished. Now the queen, by reason of the words of the king and of the lords, she came into the banquet house, and she spoke and said, O king, live forever. Let not thy thoughts trouble thee, nor let thy countenance be changed. Or let not thy countenance be changed, nor let, nor let your thoughts trouble thee. He said, there is a man in the kingdom. In whom is the spirit of the Holy Ghost. 
And in the days of thy father, light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods was found in him. Whom the king, thy father, Nebuchadnezzar, thy father, the king, I say, thy father, he made master of the magicians, the astrologers, the Chaldeans, and the soothsayers. For as much as an excellent spirit is found in him, and knowledge, and wisdom, and interpreting of dreams, and showing of hard sentences, and dissolving of doubts, was found in the same Daniel. Now let Daniel be called, and we show the interpretation thereof. Then Daniel was brought in before the king. The king spake unto Daniel. We don't want to read all that. But in verse 25, then Daniel said, this is the writing which was written. Mene, mene, tekel, ufasen. And explained it. After explaining it, in verse 23, he said, and this is the interpretation. He started interpreting it. By the time he finished interpreting the thing in verse 29, then King Belshazzar commanded. He didn't want to know whether it was true or not. But the wisdom the guy had displayed, he commanded that he be clothed with scarlet, put a chain of gold about his neck, and made him the third ruler. A proclamation was made concerning him that he should be the third ruler in the kingdom was Daniel. A man used in visions and in dreams. In today's dispensation, God is still looking for men, but he cannot find them. God is looking for people, but he cannot find them. He wants men he can use to shake the nations, to advise presidents, to talk to ministers, to affect destinies, and go to towns and shake towns, but he cannot find them. Because today's generation is a very lazy generation. Today's generation is the generation that likes popularity but doesn't want to pay the price to rise to prominence. We appear to look good before men, but before God, we are stinking. Before men, we look great, but before God, we look so dirty and He's not even interested in seeing us. We hype everything we do, we hype our singing, we hype every single thing we do. Today's church hypes everything we do. We hype it so high and we try to create an atmosphere by force. So now we are all struggling to get lights. So that it will change from green to blue to yellow to red. Then you feel that you say, I felt something. You, won't feel, you didn't feel anything. It's just the light that was changing. You didn't feel anything. Daniel is a typical example of somebody in the church who can be raised to become a member of parliament in Ghana. But where are they? Christians have filled parliament. But they are the most corrupt people over there. God forbid. Almost every MP, every political person you know is a Christian. Majority are Christians. Some of them, we were all in school together. But now they are the people now taking decisions for us. In the school, they are always organizing parties. But now they are, they are now taking decisions for us. Only parties. They were having, uh, they were not doing well. I mean, when you check the notice board, D, E, and, and uh, now they are, they are deciding for us. And the real people who should be serious in the church, steady to the highest level, be so wild and become anointed and go to parliament. And when the speaker of parliament is speaking, you can stand and say, That's Savior the Lord. 
This is the way we are supposed to go. You, if you like, don't follow what I'm saying for three days and see what will happen to the nation. And they will see it happen. And from there, whenever you stand to speak in parliament, they will listen to what you are saying. My subject tonight in this flaming altar conference is set apart to be used by God. Set yourself apart to be used by God. Set yourself apart to be used by God. Here was Daniel requesting to eat pearls and water for three good years. I don't know if any pastor who has done three years fasting dry at that level before. Pearls, just veg, just leaves, leaves and water for three good years. I'm sure maybe um, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah at the point they got there said, "Look, brother, <laughs> you know we didn't create the world. You see." We can't suffer. <laughs> we, we, we can't suffer like this. I am sure. Maybe at a point. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. When they were like, no. No, like, no. The Jesus will be born in some years to come. Are we those who will crucify him? <laughs> they said, no. They said, we shall rather eat. This 40 days fasting you have done, some people have done only three days out of the 40. Only three days out of the 40. Yeah. Sometimes you'll be in the office and I say, Charlie, wait till all die, be die. Bring the tea so make a drink. <laughs> hey! Some of you wake up in the morning. It is in the middle of the drinking the tea and eating the bread and egg that you remember. It's a father, forgive me. Even before I pray and I fast, you know the answer and you know what, whatever I'm looking for. So it is already settled. Forgive us, Lord. You know, one time we were having a three days dry fasting in church and I had some guys in the church and whenever anybody was leading prayer, they would be backing. Paya, you know, like the short putting. Paya, paya, paya. So at a point, <laughs> This drive at the point, one of our pastors came to see me and said, It's your guys. Oh, they are wild guys. <laughs> Look, only for me. And you see, they, they had a big handkerchief like this. Paya, 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 paya. Then they'll take water. Not knowing the water was bright. So when they pray, fire, fire, fire. Then you see the gear goes higher. Look, fake people, they are in the house of God more than anywhere. Fake. Fake people. One guy was eating kinky during the three days old. He was eating kinky, then somebody saw him. He said, go and say it. <laughs> I know you're going to say it, so go and say it. You go, go and, go and say it. He said, you go, just go and say it. I know you're going to say it, so go and say it. 
very fake people. But now God is looking for men. God is looking for men. Can you imagine? A hand has appeared on their wall, written a thing. The king doesn't understand it. His laws don't understand it. His wives don't understand it. His concubines also were at a loss because they were even side chicks. <laughs> because side chick, you can't, your mind doesn't work well. <laughs> Then, 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 if your mind is working, would you want to be side? Would you be the main one? Then, then, the magicians, the astrologers, the wise men, they too, they couldn't understand anything. It's like Greek has been written on the wall. Then a man comes and reads what has been written. Look. If it was in those days, those Takradi girls, a prophet, a real prophet, would say, follow me. Let's go and let me show you where they are. And we'll follow the person and go. But today's pastors, prophets, evangelists, church members, deacons, elders, very lazy people. We don't want to pay the price. Sometimes when I read my Bible, I see that all the keys are in there, but we are the ones who cannot pay the price. And very soon, all these great men of God, they are entering into their old age now. They all, we saw them celebrating their 50. They are going into their 60s. Very soon, you start hearing 70. And by the time you start hearing 80, they start departing and going. And we are the ones who are coming after. But you are seeing that now the thing is watered down. It's like as they are going away, the, the intensity they had when they were at our age, the thing has been watered down. Why? Because we are not setting ourselves apart for God to use us. If somebody be helped somebody in the church, he wants to have sex with the person. In the church, not elsewhere. In the church. So it's like God is looking for people to raise, but he cannot raise them. We are happy with 20,000 Ghana cities when God wants you to have 200,000 Ghana cities. But you reach 20,000 level and you are surrounded yourself with side chicks all over the place. Some are even in the church. So God cannot find men again that he can use. It's like we are spoiling the ministry. We are spoiling the churches. Now, music which can cause somebody to really be convicted is no longer there. Sometimes when we are lying on the floor, it is the sound of the bass drum, the sound of the bass guitar, and the organ. That is what we are moving by to lie down. Not because we are really convicted. Like, as in the person we're singing is so anointed that tears are coming out of your eyes uncontrollably. When was the last time you came to church and said, as I was sitting down, Tears were just streaming down my face as they were singing uncontrollably. I couldn't control it. When was the last time? Singers have mastered how to shake their voice to create an impression. You just hear the. You think a ghost is coming to visit us in the church? Copy the message, copy everything and pour it. 
because people cannot pay the price any longer. Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat nor of the wine which he drank. He was a slave. He was a slave. Slaves were supposed to be hungry, looking for food. Then now, as a slave, you have qualified to eat the king's food and drink his wine. But here was Daniel saying, I cannot eat the king's food because it contains things that God has said we should not eat. It contains animals that God has spoken about that we should not eat. And if I eat this thing, I will defile myself. If I take the wine, my mind will not work well. There are some of you who are still drinking alcohol. You drink stone lager. I don't go bitters. You are in church, but there is stone in your fridge. Shield. cold stone lager smell of ice when they say you said the alcohol is only 2% your head like it's only 2% (laughs) if I give you water right now and I tell you it's only 2% poo poo inside will you drink it so why are you telling me it's only 2% Alcohol is alcohol. I'm preaching. So when the Bible says that Daniel purpose in his heart that he will not defile himself, that himself, he was talking about himself in totality. Man is a spirit. He has a soul and he lives inside a body. And for us to be set apart, we must be set apart spiritually in our souls and in our bodies. Push your neighbor, tell your neighbor, stop defiling yourself. Stop defiling yourself. Oh, God is looking for men. God is looking for men. God is looking for people in our generation. Now, you, you, there are so many things I hear on a daily basis you, you, I can't talk about. Even today, I can't talk about. Things are happening in places. People want to divorce. They are divorcing as if it is it, it, like you met somebody in, in town, you sat in trot, when you go to the station, you change your mind that you won't alight at this bus stop again. You are moving to the next junction. Well, that's the way the divorce is going now. It's like you're in a bus together. You said you, you all agree that you are light at uh, uh, Sakumono traffic light. When you got there, you said, Look, I've changed my mind. I'm going to Sakumono village junction. And the person is like, Aha, all of a sudden, it's over. Because in the bus, the person met somebody else in the bus and decided to move on and forgot about this other person. Things are happening all over the place in the house of God, in the church of God. And we see for us to get to the place, don't be impressed by so many things that, that is out. Don't be impressed. Don't be easily impressed. Don't be easy. Many of us are easily impressed by things. Don't be impressed by many things you see today. Don't be impressed. And you see, so if God is going to use us, when will it get to the days where even an usher, an usher holding the cloth to even come and cover somebody as she's covering the person, a certain virtue is passing through the cloth and touching the person, just an ordinary usher. When will we get there? It's like now when they say you are an usher, it's like you are the most unanointed person in the church. 
when they say you are a choir, it's like you are the most unanointed person in the church who is just in the choir, just to dress good, look sleek, shake your buttocks a bit when you are climbing the stage to get a husband to marry. And as soon as you marry, you get out of the car. So now it's like nothing is real. The church of God doesn't have any anointing. Job was an ordinary man, but he was an anointed businessman. An anointed businessman. Where are the anointed businessmen in the house of God? Nowadays, it's like when you come to the church and you say somebody is a businessman, it means that he is the most unanointed person in the church. But in the days of Job, the businessmen were the anointed ones. Look at Job's friends, quoting God, describing God, using God to rebuke him, even though they were wrong many times. But they were spiritual people. Very spiritual people. Now the church lacks spiritual people. The church is full of carnality. Carnal Christians. Carnal believers. So you can see a church. A church is full of people. We all like big crowds. We all like big crowds. But you see, so many things are going on down there. So many things are going on down there. I met a baba on Saturday. I asked him, why, why don't you go to church? He said, three son. Three sign, three sign, three sign. Is it correct? Three sign. I said, three sign. Yeah, he said, yes. He said, he's in a church. When he's there, they say somebody has impregnated somebody. Then they construct a special chair for the person. The person is sitting on the back. So he said, he said, recently he went to church and the elder too was giving a chair at the back. Then he said, so where are we going? He said, he said so he, he said to himself, so he. He asked his daddy, where is he going? <laughs> he, where is he going? Yeah. He said, so anytime I go there, he would, eh, eh, pastor, the tree sign, oh, the tree sign, it's because of the tree sign. I can't go to church. And it's true. Now when you find one guy who has impregnated a girl in the church, people, let us not be quick to criticize. It rather means that there are about other hundreds that you don't know. When you see one mouse in your house, there are about 20 you haven't seen. Because that one mouse you have seen, it has cousins, uncles, nieces, brothers, brothers, sisters, nephews, they are all there. They are all there. They are all there. Fornication. Let me start from the flesh. Let me start from the flesh. We must set ourselves apart in the flesh. Galatians chapter 5 verse 16, it says, This I say then, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the last of the flesh. For the flesh lasted against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. These are contrary one to the other. So that ye cannot do the things that ye would. It's not a witch that is stopping you, yourself. So you plan... I want to buy a land. I want to build a house. By your flesh and your spirit, the war they are waging, it distracts you and you are not able to do the things you said you would do. But if you be led of the spirit, it says then you are not under any law. Then it says the works of the flesh, they are manifest, which are these. I group them into four. The first one are sexual sins. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness. This four. This four. One day I was in a church. A church. Real church. I was there. Then one day I came. I went to school. Came back. 
when I came back, I, I didn't find some people. So I asked, what, 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 what had happened? And they said, one guy was dating two girls in the church. When he sleeps with this one, he will tell this one, this one's, uh, this thing is not sweet. When he goes to this one, too, he will tell this one that this one's, this thing. <laughs> it's not nice. So one day, the two of them met at the church. And as they were quarreling, he's, on the court, catch them, he said, this thing is not nice. He's everything. She told me that you two, your this thing is There are children here. Adultery. 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 This generation. Wow. Even when their wives are in their menses, they can't stand it. They can't stand it. These are true things I'm telling you. When their wives are pregnant, they can't stand it. They can't stand it. So during menses, a man is tempted. Sometimes three days. And the women, depending on how they see you, they can make it five days or seven days. <laughs> if you're not lucky, ten days. <laughs> if you're not lucky, ten days. Straight. So it's like the menses is leave every month. <laughs> Yeah. And the men cannot stand it. This generation, this generation is like there is a lack of self-control. There's the self-control has gone down. It has gone down. So adultery is on the increase. You see a married man in the church and a young girl in the church is chasing that married man. Just because when they mention who can give so so and so thousand Ghana cities? He got up to go and give. And then after that, he has become the target. Fornication. Fornication. Fornicking. People fornick themselves all over the place. <laughs> Nowadays, when you are doing counseling and you ask them, after the wedding, where will you go for honeymoon? Oh, Pastor. Oh, Pastor. Pastor will be in the house and uh, because the honeymoon is been long over. It's, it's, it's over. Yeah. Yeah. Fornicking. Look, don't get angry, but ask your neighbor, by the way, are you fornicking? As a person, don't get angry, but just as a person, I... <laughs> are you... Look, we have brothelized all the terms in the church. Me, I don't fornicate. I'm not into this fornication thing. Fornication. Whether you call it fornication or fornication, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Whether you brothelize it or not, it's the same thing. The music in the church is polluted. You know, one day somebody, I think it was Kenneth Hagin that said, was sharing this story, that it was like the, he met the devil. He saw the devil chatting with somebody. They were chatting, you know, and one of them was mentioning, one of the smaller demons was saying that, why don't you go to that particular church? And he said, oh, our person is there. Satan told the demon that our person is there. Yeah, our person is there. 
It's a very dangerous statement. Our person is there. Now listen. Listen, I was doing an illustration in church recently. Sister, come. If I have this water, and this water is mine, I'm using this to explain John 14, 30. Jesus said, Now the prince of this world cometh and hath nothing in me. So, this is mine. Take it. You see, under normal circumstances, I may not have any legal right to visit her. So if I'm coming, please come. Assuming that you are the security officer. And I'm coming. And I'm coming. I'm trying to come to her. Come and try, try to stop me. Yeah, okay. You stop me. You see. And I'm like, she has something that belongs to me. And you ask me, what does she have? I said, she has uh, my water. She has my water. I describe the color. Describe everything. What was I was written on it? Kirkland. You know, he said, okay, I'm going to check. So you go and check and come back. As soon as you, she goes to check, she's the angel. As soon as she checks and she sees that it is truly for the devil. She, clack, 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 clack. I have to come. Now I have the legal right to come. So because of her fornication, she can even be lying down. Lie down, lie, lie. Give, bring me cloth, bring me cloth, bring me cloth. Uh, the people wear the white gloves. Your white gloves, he says, me, but it's as if you're carrying coffin. <laughs> please stop wearing the white gloves if you can. Please can I move the, 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 the pulpit for me? Please come. The white gloves, brothers, no idea. <laughs> come. <laughs> forgive, forgive. I'm just joking. As I will praise, I'm just joking. Oh, he's got to wear it again, brother. Hey, come, come. <laughs> come, come. Move the pulpit. <laughs> Move the puppet for me. All right, please come. Where's the cloth? Lie down for me. Lie down for me. Lie down, okay? Lie down beautifully. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, cover it quickly. No, be in a prayer posture as if you are praying. Ten, ten, yeah. As if you are praying. You know, be praying. Pretend you pretend you are praying. Magodi Moshima. She, you see, she's praying. She is praying, you know. She is praying. Under normal circumstances, the devil shouldn't be able to come. But because she is holding fornication, she is holding something that belongs to the devil. Even in the prayer, there is an evil presence. Because she is holding it. And she doesn't want to leave it. Please stand. Microphone. To the back. To the back. Microphone, lower it for her. Who can lower it for me? You know how to lower it. Oh, brothers, are you afraid? Lower it. Yes. What song can you sing? Oh, you come closer. Oh, no, come closer. You see, she's singing. And as she's singing, under normal circumstances, the devil shouldn't be able to enter the chapel. But because she's holding something that belongs to the devil, even in the midst of all the singing, the drumming, the organ skills, the bass guitar, and everything, there is an evil presence. Because we are holding something that belongs to the devil. We're holding it. So pastors now pray, nothing happens. Because even the pastors too, sometimes we are all Sometimes you're holding something. And I bet you, immorality now is the major weapon the devil is using against the church. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness. One professor, Trumudier, 
When I heard that, I laughed, but I think it's serious. Now there are homosexuals in the house of God. They are there, but you know. All over the place. But you never know. Lesbians. Last. The last. Especially those who sing. The last is so strong. The last is so strong. So it's common now to hear singers messing up, doing things all over the place. God is looking for people, but he cannot find them. Because the loins, the loins, the loins, the loins, the loins. There were 14 Roman emperors that brought democracy, brought a lot of civilization to the world. But 12 out of the 14, they fell down. Why did they fall? They fell to adultery or to homosexualism. They all fell. Sex is killing the church of God today. Sex. Sex. The thing called sex. Pornography. Pornography. Lot of kiosks know people who are in church. Lot of kiosks. Because between the lot of kiosks and the wall, there's a space. And that space, there are no some people there. Yeah, on the way home, they pass there. I'm preaching. So God is looking for people with a cutting edge ministry. People who can speak and things will happen. Hearts will be convicted. People who will sing and things will happen. People who lead prayer in the church. And you are sure that once this brother is leading the prayer in the church, if you join your faith to his, it's like God will answer your prayer. You know, I had a friend in Nigeria. And she told me one day, she was sharing a testimony, a testimony with me. And she said, Reverend Adiboy has a communion service at a particular time. He said, Gauga, it works like magic. Anytime you go there, what? And he says, put only one thing. He said, when you put that one thing, by the time you are coming back the next time, the thing is done. He said, it works like magic. That's what she told me. She's not in Canada. But that's what she told me. She was in Nigeria. That's what she told me. But now can we find brothers like that? Who when they are leading prayer, you are sure that once they are lead, the ones leading the prayer are going to hear. Now people are not genuine no longer. You, you can't help a sister in the church and not demand sex from the sister. Anytime you are helping a sister, even the sister is even suspicious that you may ask for sex one day because it has entered the house of God also. So it's like help is no longer free. Everything we do you know, sometimes when we go for crusades and we are posting the things on, on, on Facebook, I always ask myself that, what is the motive? Why? why? Why are we doing it? Why are we doing it? And sometimes then I, I hear maybe for some people who have helped us and given, I want them to see what we are doing. That's what we are doing it. But occasionally, so last time I got convicted, I said, look, forget about it. Let's keep our own pictures. We'll watch it and encourage ourselves. Why are we doing it? It's like everything we are doing, there is some ulterior motive. And now the sexual thing has become so high. So high. It's so high. You, you can't even think about it. It's so high. People are coming to church, lasting after girls as they are there. Somebody's favorite time is when the choristers are climbing the stage. That's his favorite time. His favorite time. So as for that lady, the, the slick. You know? Yeah. It's like that's your favorite time in the church. Yeah. 
And some of the girls have also become dangerous around the brothers and even around the pastors. They are hunters. They are daughter hands for the precious life. Precious anointing. Guys, be careful when girls are throwing themselves at you. The, the, the devil is coming for something precious. The devil is coming for something precious. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness. Yeah. Suggestive dressing. Oil on the breast. Powder under the breast. intentionally wear short skirt and when they sit down, they'll cross their leg then they'll open it and put this one on top and they are facing you yeah, and they'll make sure that you really see what you have to see yeah uncleanness uncleanness then we have the sense of anger nine of them in all hatred, bitter Dislike, variance, quarrelsome, quarrelsome. To check, you are a, a, a tiger in the house. Quarrelsome. So hatred is one. A, a variance is another. That's quarrelling. Emulations. That's like competition. Your pastor knows how to dress, man, and I admire him. Yeah. But you see, it's wrong for me to start thinking, let me compete. When he buys red shoe, I buy red shoe. When he buys, uh, 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 what was the color of this suit? I also, I also want to wear some. I may have to stop doing my crusades. <laughs> I may have to stop doing my crusades to buy even his type of car. Yes. Why should I think about competing with him? He has his calling. He understands that he has his he has the people he's reaching. I also have my thing I'm doing all together. Why must we compete among one another? Pastors are competing among themselves. So not happy when, when somebody is moving forward. It may be today's, it may be somebody's time today, tomorrow, maybe your day. You never know. You never know. Pastors who are jealous of one another. When you see your colleague friends, something on Facebook, you are angry. You delete it, you delete his Facebook account, unfriend him. Because we are competition minded. Sisters in the church, you buy green bag, I buy green. You buy yellow, I buy yellow. You buy indigo, I buy indigo. Meanwhile, where the other person is getting money from, you don't know. You don't know. And when I go out, I, I see my car. My car is Atos. Atos. <laughs> Hyundai Atos. Look at or Matis. Look at all this. Cars, Iradi, Dabay, Toyota Kura, we are 2014. Me out of here 2002. Almost 20 years has come. Competition minded. Emulations. When somebody is leading a song and everybody claps for the person, and you are the one leading the following Saturday, you intentionally rehearse, do your voice, eat whatever you can eat, and shake the voice proper the other Sunday so that you outdo the person. Hey! And some of the singing, it is just screaming, oh. It's just screaming. It's just screaming. As if you're about to hit the microphone. 
emulations, wrath, anger, boiling anger, anger that boils, anger that boils. Huh. There are some stories where you hear your heart to break. Sometimes when you hear people who have made vows to one another in front of the pulpit, using words at each other, your heart to break. Your heart to break. Church, let's stop saying that thing that we have been saying that every marriage has its own problems. It's not written in the Bible. It's not written in the Bible. And those of you who are not married, when you keep quoting that thing, that is what you will have. Stop saying that thing. Somebody whose own housing work has come up with that philosophy, don't run with it. Let your own be different. 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 Wrath. Some people, they get angry with you three weeks, they don't talk to you. Every question, the answer is, mm. <laughs> That's it. Yeah? That's it. I'm preaching. You. Yeah? And there may be some people in the church now who are not talking to some people in the church. Yeah? He said, look, me, the next time I have crossed, I've crossed the line, the next time she crosses it, make come out your children Look, <laughs> strife. So it's like then the next one is what seditions. Yeah, it's like when we are in church. That one is divisions. It's like when this person is like you know, like when you go to these Pentecostal churches, somebody will come in front and be dancing, and then the rest will follow. It's like when this sister comes into the front, some people will never dance. As soon as she goes to sit down. And another sister goes, now you see some people, then they'll come with their dancing. It's like, they have come with their dancing. And then when they are dancing, there is another group in the church who will not be dancing. There are some people when they are in the church like that, and the pastor is preaching. Even the eye with which they look at the pastor. The eye with which they look at the pastor. And sometimes I tell, I tell people that, sometimes when the pastor is standing and he's preaching, you see, your facial expression, sometimes you don't know, but your heart connects to your, your face and your face can speak to your pastor. Sometimes some people will make their mouth as if, oh, no, I'm, look, I'm serious. Oh. I'm serious. It's like I'm joking, but I'm serious. You, you, they will make their mouth like, uh, it's like you, you, are, you are smelling to them. Oh, look, I'm telling you something serious. So the pastor sees your face and the pastor is not happy. It's as if the preaching is not going well. And then the past, it's as if the pastor is choking. One of our pastors wrote a letter. We, we put him on rooster. He went to retirement. He was, he's 70, 71 now. He went to retirement. As when he was going to retirement, I said, look, we'll put you on rooster every Sunday. Go and preach somewhere. One day he just walked to me and said to me that, uh, I beg, I, I cannot go again. So I said, why? He said, the tension. He said, sometimes the tension you feel in the church it's too much. One day, a certain pastor, one of our pastors, he finished preaching. When was when he finished preaching, he was he closed the service and he was going. Then he had two church members talking. Are we in Sunday school? Are we in Sunday school? Because when he was preaching, he started singing, "The mountains are his, the valleys are his." The something. Do you know that song? Da 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 da. My God is so big. So what is a wonder? So I said, you two, why did you sing that song? You two, why did you sing that song? 
Look, so divisions. Sometimes you can have a church, a church where there is an assistant pastor. That's why sometimes the ICG system is the best. One pastor, his wife, a few people are supporting. That's it. That's it. Because sometimes you see that people are supporting the assistant pastor against the senior pastor. So when the senior pastor is preaching, don't clap. When the assistant pastor comes, then a foolish assistant pastor too will say, today is today. You are a foolish assistant. Very foolish assistant, I tell you. God forgive me, it's not an insult. Being foolish is not an insult. Yeah, it's just that you are not wise. <laughs> you are not wise. Yeah, you, you have got an opportunity to come and preach. And I like today is the day. Today I've I've really prepared this message for some time now, and today finally God is going to move. You deserve a knock from an angel from heaven. Yeah, why should you talk like that? Why should you talk like that? That is why the former president really slapped. The, 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 the. I'm not saying that the slapping is good, but. <laughs> You know, some people, they, they, by the time they are correcting with their mouth, their hand has moved already. Yeah. When you come, instead of saying that we have missed our pastor, we really wish our pastor is here, but a certain church has really invited him, and you know, our pastor has become very important now, and God is really using him, and so we really miss him, and so I'll just do a very short message, and then next week, I'm sure Papa will be back, and when he comes back, let's receive him, and let's be excited, I mean, and all that. Create that, that thing, so that you to one day, when you are not at some place, even your wife, your wife will tell you that, I missed you when you traveled. I missed you when you traveled. I missed one time. Anna is a seed you sow. Sometimes your pastor is not here. Other people have been standing there and been, been preaching. I don't know what they have been telling when they are standing there. Yeah. But you better be saying what is right. Lest you create division in the church. To make it look like you, you, you are more anointed than your pastor. Look, in many churches that are big, in many, many churches that are big, many times the, the members will say, our pastor, we don't really know what he says, but we just like him. We, just, we are just in the church. It's true. Because it's the spirit that is being ministered. Usually not even what is being said. It's the spirit. Are you in the church? You have gone home. Push your neighbor to neighbor. Let there be no divisions in the church. Let there be no divisions. Push somebody to the person. Let there be no divisions in the church. Yeah. I mean, also for my I said, 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 in a way you will never understand. You will see your wife dividing the house for you. Your children can hate you so much that when you are, when you are not in the house, they are happy you are not there. Because you are doing the same thing in the house of God. I'm preaching. Heresies. Twisting the word of God to suit yourself. Are you in the church? Envies. Murders. Hating somebody to the extent that you wish the person was even dead. You have not used a knife to cut the throat, but you have killed the person several times over and put the person in mortuary and buried the person because you wish you don't even see the person. Why? Push your neighbor, tell your neighbor, overcome the sins of anger. Then the sins of idolatry. That's the third one, the sins of idolatry. 
Because after adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness is idolatry and witchcraft. Idolatry is image worship. When you worship somebody so much, you love somebody so much that the person is everything. Very, very dangerous. Somebody say amen. amen. Don't use anything as an excuse. Don't use anybody as an excuse. Then witchcraft. Witchcraft, you know, many times you are looking up, looking for witches that are flying. But there are many ground level witches. Ground level. I make my feet. Look, they are so heavy that they, they can't fly in the air. They are so heavy they can't fly in the air. They like manipulating. Manipulating. There are some girls who can weep until you give them money. And as soon as they get the money, <laughs> lost my man. That's a witch. I've seen a real witch. Yeah. yeah. Look. Push on the button. Stop looking up. Stop looking up. And tell the person, start looking down. Start looking down. Yeah. yeah. They will manipulate you. Oh, intentionally hypnotize the breast. Keep it. And push it up. Yeah, standing like this facing when you're standing it's like he's facing you <laughs> yeah it's, it's like when you see them can you forget their name say Esther say no my name is Linda I say, ah. she has she has charmed you charmed you stop looking up stop looking up look where no. they are ground level they are so heavy that a broom cannot carry them up there. <laughs> Bring the broom down. And there are people like that. And you see, even pastors sometimes we use those things. Occasionally when I'm on the stage and I remember, I'm just like, no. You know what, today, no hand laying. I'm praying if God wants to heal you, <laughs> he should heal you himself. Because like sometimes we lay hands and say, are you healed? Are you sure? <laughs> It's like we are forcing the people. Let God do what he wants to do. Let God move. Let God do what he wants to do. Is somebody in the church at all? Push your neighbor and tell your neighbor, don't be a witch. Tell the person, don't be a wizard. And finally, the sins of uh, pleasure. Sins of what? Drunkenness and revelings. There are some girls that they are party girls. Yeah. Party. Pam, 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 pam. Party girls. They can party all night. But when they come for all night, sad then I your dog be sad, your dog be sad. Who did this? I your dog be sad. I your dog be sad. I said, you know, join him. Yeah. But when you're in the, in, the, in the club and they are saying, have I told you lately that I love you? That one is not a boring song, but that one, you are in the mood. You're in the mood. I'm preaching on. And drunkenness. Look, people say that it's not in the Bible clearly that I don't drink alcohol. But Solomon's mother said to him, he says, don't, don't give strong drink to a king or a prince lest he forgets the law. Take the law away. He forgets. Alcohol works on your mind. It kills something inside your brain. You cannot remember some things. 
You cannot quote some things. You cannot memorize some things. It can't be there. Alcohol affects your mind. It distorts things out there. So don't say it's only 1% alcohol. It's doing something to you gradually, slowly. It's poisoning you. It's killing your mind. And there are many people in church, charismatic Pentecostal churches today, who booze, but they booze in the house. They booze and sleep. <laughs> Push your neighbor, neighbor, the boozing must end today. Christmas time, people will booze. And you know, truly speaking, sometimes in life, you ask yourself, so what is life all about? What is life all about? But as soon as you think about that, start thinking in terms of eternity. Start thinking in terms of eternity. That one day, only one thing will matter. Who did your life affect? Who did your life bless? It's not about you at all. It's about who your life blessed. So when you're thinking about pleasure, don't go too much because you, you may not know how far is too, is too far and you may be gone. So the things we have, the television, is, it, all these things are just like distractions that has intentionally been put on our path. He says he has made all things beautiful in his time. But the very dangerous part of that scripture says he has set the world also in their hearts. God has intentionally put the world into our hearts so that we cannot find out his work. So you may think that it is a loving television only to die and realize that it is not that one. You may think that it's only this one only to die and see that it is not that one. You may go and then you see that no, it's, only, it's also not that one. He has set it inside your heart. And you see, you can never say that you have true obedience until you have the opportunity to disobey and you, just, you still choose to obey. So God will intentionally put the television there. He will intentionally put it there. And, and ask you to choose to come to church to see whether you can put off the television and come he put it there so until you have the television you have not really been tested you have not really been tested so sometimes God will give you things just to test you to see how it goes people we are our hearts after so many things husband children her marriage car house, this, that, everything is like, we are trying to grab everything. So I was listening to prophet, one of Prophet Kakrabedi's message and he was talking about a man who sang a song, Meriso, Menimonyam, Meriso, Matadie, Meriso, Me Supporter, Afidia, Mafio. Look, he said, when that man sang that song, he said, the man sang another song which they call Atemuda. Atemuda, or something and he told the man to come and sing that song and the man said since he produced that album nobody has bought a single one Atemuda, Christians don't like Atemuda Judgment Day they don't like it but Miriso Miriso, do you remember that song? yeah, Miriso, people be jumping 31st night catching things but we have forgotten about the judgment People, God is looking for men. God is looking for men to use. Enough of the screaming. Enough of the hype. Enough of trying to please men. It's about time God really knows us. It's about time God really, really knows us. 
It's about time. You know, we can stand and God himself will say, this is my man. I will defend him. I will defend him. I will defend him. Look, Jesus, Jesus ate butter and Annie until he knew how to choose between right and wrong. The 40 days fasting you see Jesus doing, I mean, after 30 years, it wasn't the only time that he probably did. A man like Elijah was eating locust and honey. He was eating locust and honey because he was always on a long fast. He was always on a long fast. And that's how he was always eating locust and honey. That's how he could come to town and just be preaching repentance. And all of Judea, all of Jerusalem, all of Galilee will come to his baptism. A man like Elijah was also eating locusts and honey. That's how come he was always so always fasting, always fasting, always fasting. That's how come he could come. He was standing in front of Ahab, but he said to Ahab, I am standing with you here, but I'm standing in the presence of God. Today's generation doesn't want to pay the price. We are not fasting. We don't want to fast. We are so far away from the power of God. There is too much filth in the house of God. There is too much filth inside us. And God is looking for people he can use. He's looking for people he can use. He's looking for people he can use. And, and so, I can't finish my message, but let the rest be with you. That you, you, God can set you apart. He can set you apart that this person is very important to me. Listen, never pity anybody in this world. Never pity any Christian. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivered him out of them all. You know, recently I was at a crusade and I was preaching. And then in the middle of the in the middle of the message, I was quoting a scripture. And then all that started coming out of my mouth is that God has a hammer for everybody. He has a hammer for everybody. Whether you like it or not, no matter how big you are, how small you are, he has a hammer for everybody. And he is using that hammer to beat you into the image of Jesus Christ. He's using that hammer to beat you into the image of Jesus Christ. And as I was preaching, he was telling me that you, I know you, I know you. If not because of this, because of that, this place you won't come. This place you won't come. That's why the hammer is there. So I preached. Those of you who probably saw it, in the middle of that message, it was, it was like something entered the room. It was like an anointing entered the room. Never pity anybody in this world is a Christian and suffering something. There is a purpose for it. And at the end of the day, the glory of God shall be revealed. Is somebody there at all? Let the church of today be ready to suffer and deny yourself. Yeah. Stand to your feet. We are praying. Yeah. I'm preaching. Never pity you. I never, I never get up and, I, and I'm sorry for myself. I'm sorry for my life. No. I'm under the hammer. Let the hammer beat me as long as I want. Let the hammer beat me as, as long as I want. Yeah. So that God can use me to do something. There are places this church can also go to. I mean, as in, in terms of sending people. Some of you, you are here. You know, recently your pastor put on the page that somebody, somebody, somebody was getting a, a job in Kumasi or something. And you are talking to one of our pastors on the page that that is it. That is it. That one person that has left and is in Kumasi, he can affect the lives of other people there. He doesn't have to carry the title pastor. But you can do something. Everybody lift up your hands. Declare to me, Heavenly Father, set me apart for your use. Lift up your voice, begin to pray. Roba 
today. Tell him to set you apart and use you in the ministry. Tell him to make you strong, to be able to fast, to be able to pray, to be able to pay the price. Never to beat yourself, never to pity yourself, never to give up, never to be loose. Ask God to empower you. Ask him to strengthen you. Set us apart, O oh Lord, and use us. Use us in the ministry. Use us to be a blessing in the church, in your house. Use us, O oh Lord. 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 Oh, see my level, you can build for them. I give you a heart for them. Not just to be buying them things and taking care of them in the church, but it's about time you structure it. Take them up. 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 Look, the law says you remember the good that was done for you. And your heart is so connected. I don't know, but there's something you admire about the woman of God. Something you really admire. And as you're singing singing on the stage, the Lord said to tell you that because you remember, you are somebody who is always very grateful. Very, very grateful for. You remember where God took you from and all the things that has been done for you. And God says, I should tell you that he's going to place you at a place where if you look at yourself, you'll be amazed that you are the one standing at the place. And it's because of the honor you have in your heart for the servant of God and for his family. And the fact that you are very appreciative of every single thing that is done for you. Lift up your hand high. One day you will become an envy. You become somebody that others will be jealous of. And it's because God has 
chosen you. He's chosen you. He's chosen you. He, he said, you took that decision. You took that decision at a point. And he said, that day, from that day, he began to do something special. Oh, Mokoliba Shesis. Merusa Mevi Kapalish. Evorumakash. Receive the touch of God. Mokoliba Bani. Mokoliba Limakash. Uh, look, there are some people in this church who give your pastor something every month. I want you to come. God says I should pray for you. There are some people in this church. I hear the number three. I don't know what the three is, but there are some people in this church every month, not occasionally, every month, you try to give your pastor something. I want you to come right now. Come. Come. It doesn't mean money per se, but you do something. Whatever it is, you do. Just come. Every month. Every month. Every month. If you're one of them, come one of them come. I heard the number three. I don't know what it means. Whether there are three of you, I don't know what it is. But if you are here, the one of them come. Don't feel shy. I'm not saying that you give him money so nobody will know what it is that you do. But there is something you do every month. You, God set it on your heart to do. And probably you have not been doing it also. Come. Lift up your hand. Madam. Lift up your hand. Man of God, there is no delay. There is no delay. There's no delay at all. You are in the timing. You are in the timing. You are in the timing. Keep remaining faithful. Keep remaining faithful. Stop crying. Stop shedding tears. Stop shedding tears in secret. Stop, 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 stop. Stop shedding tears in secret. In pity for yourself over all the things and the challenges you see. There is no delay at all. There's no delay at all. I am working with you according to my timing and my seasons. You will see my glory. Everybody lift up your hands right now. There is a glory I see. There is a glory I see. There's a glory I see. There is a glory. There is a glory. There is a glory. Take it. Mm. 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 Lift up your hands. Small of Okima, Leva, set the ball of Allah. Oh, yeah, my Lord of Monomos. The mental potter is over. Mogori Valeme. Moyo Bolo Bolo. A teacher. Teacher of the word. A teacher of the word. A teacher of the word. Lift up your hands. Some mantles are falling right now. Mantles are falling. Mantles are falling. People are receiving spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts. Take it now. Spiritual gifts. Receive it. All over the building. Take it now. Take it now. Take it now. A gift you so desire. God is giving it to you now. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it now. Receive it now. Receive it. God is giving somebody your dreams and visions. Dreams and visions. Dreams and visions. Dreams and visions. Receive it now. Receive. 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 Boy, Keshe Bedu Banari. Oh,
Emotionally, you are becoming stronger. Mentally, you are becoming stronger. Lift up your hands now. Receive strength. Receive strength. Take it. Take it. Take it. Take it. All over the building. Seven people, there are about seven building. people in the building. 